Illusionary.org podcast, episode 534, coming your way. On this one, we're going to discuss signs of what happens on cycle to HPTA and when you come off. So first, let's talk about HPTA. What does HPTA mean? The full pronunciation is hypothalamic pituitary testicular axis. So we call it HPTA. This is basically our reproductive system. And, um, you know, this is basically in bodybuilding. We refer to the HPTA. Basically, if you got a healthy HPTA, it means that your hormones are functioning well. You're able to produce a good amount of uh, hormones yourself. If you're not having a healthy HPTA, that usually means that you bombed it out from steroid abuse. And that means that you're unable to produce much testosterone. So we see a lot of guys today who are in their 20s and 30s with poor hormones because either they abuse steroids or in a lot of cases, it's no through no fault of their own. A lot of these chemicals, plastics in the ocean, chemicals in our water, chemicals in our food, all that stuff has an effect on how much testosterone we, we, we uh, produce. Also, you know, our our daily life, I mean, our daily life, really our body has no reason to produce testosterone. We're not doing anything. We're not out there um, in the, you know, um, going to battle. Um, we're not out there farming. We're not out there doing things. We're basically sitting in an office, an air-conditioned office with a mild temperature. And there's basically no reason for our body to produce to have a strong HPTA. So that's why you see a lot of people with uh, a weak HPTA, especially um, at a young age. So, so your HPTA, you're, you're basically, it's comprised of different things in the body. So you've got, first of all, you've got your pituitary glands. Now your pituitary glands are kind of like the brain of your HPTA. Your pituitary glands produce LH and FSH, follicle-stimulating hormone, and the LH, luteinizing hormone, those feed into your testes, your lytic cells, and they produce testosterone, which tells your lytic cells to produce testosterone, which it does. Testosterone then converts to estrogen, and then the estrogen feedbacks back into the pituitary glands. So that's a simple explanation of how our HPTA functions in a big circle, when you run anabolic steroids, the excess hormones in your body will tell your pituitary glands, hey, we've got too much hormones. You don't need to function anymore. So your pituitary glands, boom, will shut off and stop producing its own hormones. So you'll notice when you go on steroids, after a couple weeks, over three weeks, you can run blood work and see that your LH and your FSH will go from like four or five and it will it will collapse down to near zero. And that's normal because you have an excess amount of hormones. Now, it doesn't matter if you're running 100 milligrams of exogenous hormones or if you're running 2,000 milligrams of exogenous hormones. It doesn't matter. People on TRT, they'll run 100 milligrams a week and they'll still have but no pituitary gun functioning. So it's not like it's going to make a difference. So 
it doesn't matter how much you do it. Any amount of exogenous hormone will still cause that the pituitary glands to go dormant. And that's called shutdown. That's called suppression. So it's very important to understand that. A lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people think that I can just run a low dose and it won't shut me down. No, it's going to shut you down. And uh, it's it's going to, that's going to happen. So it's very, very important to know this. And um, yeah, mobster, you want to uh, basically add anything to this. Basically, your testes are your nuts, are your balls. So you'll notice on cycle, your balls start shrinking. Well, it's because your balls aren't getting LH and FSH from your pituitary glands anymore. That's why your balls shrink up to raisins on cycle. I think I could sum this up kind of in a nutshell, Steve. It's, the, it's, it's two things, three things, right? Number one is a feedback loop. In other words, your body realizes that some hormones are out of whack. In this case, testosterone because you're on steroids. So other hormones are affected. And that get, that leads me to number two, which is, it is, if you look at it, guys, it is a combination of hormones here. It isn't just testosterone. It's other hormones that are being produced by your body, as Steve says, other signals, because that's, as, as often, I think actually that's the scientific definition in a lot of cases, Steve, that hormone is a signaler. And so, as Steve quite rightly says, there, there's an obvious analogy that Steve's already done in regards to testosterone, and that is that quite simply, for the most part, the average Joe walking down the street doesn't need levels getting out of whack, either super high or super low, whatever else. Otherwise, to put it crudely, he'd be fighting and fucking all the time if they were super high. Uh, he, he, he'd want to have 57 kids, not you know a couple. Uh, he'd be wanting to punch the manager in the face, all these kind of things. So there's a bunch of other hormones carrying on here. And and it's that's that's that combination of factors. So it, to put it crudely, guys, what happens is you take anabolic steroids, your testosterone production, natural testosterone stops, and the body goes, "What the hell?" And too much chemicals, too many hormones are produced elsewhere. And so what we're looking when we talk about these things is, as often as not, especially when we get into the lighter part, which would be PCT momentarily. We're looking to get those things back to normal. We're looking to get those the levels back to normal. And again, we, we reiterate a phrase that we've used multiple times, blood test. You look at these things before a cycle, look during a cycle, and look after a cycle, and you see where the levels were, where they should be, where we want them to be. And again, so as the, the, the mid-cycle one, for example, Steve, is there's certain hormones and indicators we can look at just for health, but equally, we want our, we want our testosterone levels on cycle to be high. So we look at all of those things. Do you need to understand the specifics? Not, not especially so. Uh, you can follow good advice, go off and do exactly the sort of things. You can have good advice on the blood test. You can make sure that those numbers are there, and you don't need to completely understand every single thing. However, a better understanding for you is beneficial, hence this podcast. And, of course, it means you can also help other people. And you've got a much better idea of how to fix, quote, unquote, things after a cycle. Then we're going to get into the specifics of the next part. I'll, I'll, I'll start it like right now, Steve. And this is why we recommend younger people, and I'm specifically thinking of guys here, but it can apply to women when it comes to chemicals and hormones. But in this particular example, testosterone specifically, vis-a-vis -vis anabolic steroids, why we say that younger people should wait as long as possible. And arguably, any person training should wait as long as possible let your body do the most it possibly can in the gym as naturally for as long as possible. You ask 
the number of internet gurus, the sensible ones, the better ones, and they pretty much all agree, and I think Steve and I agree on this, leave it for as long as you possibly can. The second part of this, which Steve and I talked about in a pre-show, and I'm going to bang that particular drum hard right now, is why young guys want to go on steroids, and we say leave it for as long as possible because of X, and X is this. I've been on the forums when it comes to weight training, bodybuilding, iron game stuff, whatever you like, whether it's the history, whether it's the chemicals, whether it's the training, since the late, I'm going to say mid-90s, probably got a computer in 1990. So I had a computer for 33 years. And I saw the same thing then when I first started to come on those kind of forums as I see now. It is a young Joe. And Joe wants to get on steroids as early as possible because it's his mind the only way you could be the size of a house of freak with 23 inch arms and a 60 inch chest is anabolic steroids. And you will not be told otherwise. And Joe is under 25. And Joe then not just goes on anabolic steroids, but he goes on quite a lot of anabolic steroids. And Joe, worse than that, decides, and he will state this, and you can find Joe stating this on most forums. I don't care about kids right now. All I want to do is get as big as a house. And he really means it. He really means it, Steve. You know, he's passionate. He won't be told. What happens is that Joe will change his fucking mind. He will change his mind. It happens so many times. We've had people come on the forums, and I can imagine, Steve, that they had tears in their eyes. They've become desperate. I've, I've, I've met the girlfriend. I've met my partner. I want to have, again, women can have the same argument with men, uh, I want to have kids. I'm only 30, but my, uh, my testosterone levels are gone. I've come off of steroids. We're desperate for a baby. The stop taking steroids. I've lost 30 pounds, and we want to have kids. And I've got, like, four swimmers, and they're all, like, malformed. You should, you know, you know how many millions you're supposed to have. How many uh, a bad levels, like, kind of a million, Steve. they got nothing. Nothing's going on. No statistical activity. Next to nothing whatsoever, and the ones that are there are not making it all the way. Or in her case, she's just not ovulating as much as she should. Stop ovulation on cycle, next to no ovulation off cycle, because she did crazy amounts of steroids. It's, it's not, a, it's not for specifically a mouth thing. We see this again and again and again. And, and here's the thing. There's two reasons why we talk about later in life. Number one is because you're getting as much out of training, well, more than two reasons, as much out of training as possible. Number two, you will think differently. And number three, and this actually applies, if you like, Steve, without even PEDs, but actually for some people leaving it too late for having kids, that the longer they're leaving it, the much harder it becomes anyway. But if you try doing that, and that's just in normal Joes, middle class, highly educated, are leaving it much, much later in life to have kids, and then finding it much, much harder to have children because they've gone past that period of fertility in the early 20s because they're leaving it to the late 30s, early 40s. It's that's that's what you're doing when you're using anabolic steroids, male or female, younger in life, you are basically going to change your mind. You almost certainly want to have kids, not a complete given, I say almost for that reason, but you have taken away your advantage. And this here's what happens. The amount of times because you can't do something, not just us telling you you shouldn't take steroids too early, but because now you cannot have kids, you cannot produce eggs, you cannot produce enough sperm to, to fertilize an egg. Now you really want to do it. And we see this again and again and again. What you think you want when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years of age, 
we know you will change your mind when you get to 30. It happens so often, it becomes kind of almost a joke, almost satirical in its, in its thing. So we come back as old guys and we say, leave it for as long as possible because of this. And we know that you're going to change your mind. You'll say, I'm 21, we're not going to change my mind. And then nine years later, there you are with your mind changing. So we should listen to you guys. It happens so often. Steve. What do you think? Okay, so <clears throat> this is why mobster is saying this is because I've seen so many guys use anabolic steroids really, really young, and they've blown out their HBTA completely. And why does this happen? It's because your HBTA is going through changes when you are in your teenage years and when you're in your 20s. We don't peak in hormones as males. The literature says, mobster, we peak in our mid-30s as males. Now, I'll give you that. You know, in the past, you know, 10, 20 years, you know, our chemicals are out of control. The stress is out of control. There's a lot of factors now in modern society that cause that number to be a little earlier. So let's say best case, you're talking early 30s. So if you use, use anabolic steroids at any time before that peak, that that will fuck with your HBTA's progression and balance. And once you fuck with it, Okay, it permanently can be damaged. That's one of the big risks of anabolic steroids that everyone agrees is anabolic steroids. And you can run blood work and it will show this, that anabolic steroids fuck with your HBTA. It fucks your reproductive system. So let's say you alter your reproductive system and you fuck with your reproductive system in your teens and 20s or even in just in your 20s. It will have an effect as to your fertility levels in your 30s. It'll have an effect on your testosterone levels in your 30s. It'll have an effect on your entire HBTA and reproductive system in your 30s, 40s, and beyond. So, yes, if you start using anabolic steroids at 19, 18, 19, 20, even 22, 23, by the time you get 30, 35, you will have lower testosterone levels. You will have poor fertility levels. You will have other issues. You'll probably have erection issues at an earlier age as well than someone who didn't, all things being equal. Now, if your friend never used steroids and they grew up near a coal plant, okay, yes, they will probably have low testosterone at, uh, as well. They will be joining you. But let's say all things being equal, you and a buddy had the same diet growing up, you grew, you, you have the same stress levels, the same lifestyle, you know, everything was very, very close and you use anabolic steroids and your buddy di didn't, you guys have the same genetics, everything, all things being equal, like I said, then it, then I can guarantee you, you would have lower testosterone levels than your buddy. This is why we see a lot of guys now who have to go on testosterone replacement therapy the rest of their lives. Now, most of you that listen to this, we have all ages listening to our podcast. And a lot of you, a big chunk of you are in your 20s. We love you guys. You're the future of the, the country, you're the future of the world, you're the future of bodybuilding, Okay. So for us to tell you, yeah, you need to wait till you're like 35 to use steroids, it's not realistic. You want to use steroids. So what I tell people on the forums is wait till you're 25. Can you at least wait till you're 25? Yeah. You know, and and that's something I think that's reasonable for everybody to do that. And preferably try to wait till even 26, 27, 28. I started when I was 28, 29. So it's not like I'm being a hypocrite telling you this. But even with me, I started a few years earlier. Because if you look at the science, really your hormones peak in your early to mid 30s. So I should have waited till I was like 33, 34.
but I even started a few years early. And so, I mean, if you want to use steroids at a young age, at, do short ones and make sure you only do one cycle a year or one cycle every year and a half or even every two years to protect your HPA. The more steroids you run, the more you shut yourself down, the more you fuck with your pituitary glands, it's going to affect for the rest of your life how much hormones you produce, how much fertility you produce, and all that other stuff. So just keep that in mind. If you choose to use steroids at a young age, just understand what the risk, the the risk are risk. and the, what the gamble is. Because don't come back when you're 35 and be like, oh, Steve, you didn't tell, you didn't warn me about this mobster. You didn't tell me this could happen to me. You didn't tell me <laughs> I couldn't produce fertility. No, we're telling you it's going to affect you. So, but at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be just anabolic steroids doing this. It could be uh, alcohol, it could be recreational drugs, it could be poor diet, yeah. poor lifestyle, stress, a, what, profession, yeah. a career profession. You go be a uh, what's a stressful job, officer? The air traffic controllers supposed to be yeah. one of the most stressful jobs. Go be an air traffic controller and see where your testosterone levels are at forty. I guarantee you, it's probably going to be at one hundred fifty nanograms per deciliter. So. I mean, there's a lot of things that can that can do it, but definitely anabolic steroids are a huge, huge risk to be using. So just just be aware of that. That's all we're saying. You want to move on to the next topic, Monster? You have anything to add to that? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in here, Steve. I actually use a phrase that Steve's used a bunch of times. So, what does a PCT do? What what are you trying to do? Uh, post cycle PCT stands for post cycle therapy. Steve uses a phrase, which I'll let him address momentarily. It's called a soft landing. So what we're really looking to do is come a couple of things. I'll let Steve do a, a better explanation than I will on the soft land, but it essentially amounts to this. You will crash your testosterone production on and other hormones, and we're trying to, A, make you not feel like really, really bad with a low testosterone level and other hormone levels after you come off a cycle. So that's the quote-unquote soft landing part of it. And, of course, what we're also looking to do, which is what most people think of BCT is about, is start your testosterone production as quickly as possible back to normal. So explain what you think of as a soft landing, Steve. I think I've kind of covered it, but you, you've used the, the phrase a bunch of times. And let the listeners know what that yeah. means. And then obviously what we do in, in, in a PCT to get, to get things back to normal. So when you're on anabolic steroids, your pituitary glands are shut down. You're not producing LH. You're not producing FSH to feed your Leydig cells. So during PCT, the idea is not to kickstart your PCT or restart your PCT. These terms are just not scientifically accurate. The idea behind PCT is to give you a soft landing, as my officer said. So as the esters are clearing out of your system, you start your PCT. This way, when the esters clear, now you're not left with no hormones in the system at all. You at least have that post-cycle therapy in place to give you that soft landing so you don't crash all the way down. So that PCT is there to, to kind of cradle you and give you a soft landing so you don't crash, you don't feel bad, and it kind of it kind of manipulates your pituitary glands into produ producing hormones again. So when you run a Clomid or Novadex, these are se um, selective estrogen receptor modulator CIRMs. And what these do is they block estrogen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain the simple science behind how they work. They block estrogen from feedbacking back into the pituitary glands. Now, when that happens, your pituitary glands get a signal, hey, I'm not getting any estrogen. 
So what does it do to produce more estrogen? It's going to create hormones because of course, hormones eventually will turn into estrogen in the body. They will, it will aromatize into estrogen, right? So your pituitary glands are smart and they're like, well, I got to start producing hormones again so we can get estrogen going again in the body. So this happens pretty quickly. So if you're in PCT and you're running a good PCT, your pituitary glands will start churning out hormones again, and that will allow your body to, to, to get a soft landing. And that will, and then over time, your body gets back on track. So it's like having a train that's stuck on the train tracks, and then everybody gets out of the train and starts pushing the train down the train tracks. You're getting it going little by little. And then eventually you can let go of the train as a train's going and building momentum. You can let go of the train. That means the PCT is done. And then, and then the train keeps going, you know, and then that's your body can kind of take over from there. So that gives you versus just cold Turkey, stopping anabolic steroids, esters clear out. And then now you're left with no, now the train is stuck on the tracks and to get that train going, it's going to be a miserable experience. So that's the idea of why we need to run a PCT that kind of aids your HBTA. Testosterone boosters, natural testosterone boosters, really good idea in PCT because they also, they, they feed your pituitary glands, they feed your latex cells, they support them. They don't do anything to signal them to stop producing, right? Now, when you run HCG in PCT, it's a huge mistake because HCG, it mimics LH. So when... Now your pituitary glands are going, you know what? I've got too much LH. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta slow down. So that's like the train moving is getting moving. And then that's like someone going to the front of the train and just holding the train and stopping the train. That's what you're going to end up doing when you use ACG. So it's going to slow it back down from recovering. So we don't want to use any type of hormone in PCT. Okay. That's just crazy that anyone would ever suggest that. And you want to just run your CIRMs and a natural testosterone booster. You don't want to run anything that's hormonal that's going to get in your body's way to recover. So it's very, very important to, to understand that. And no, there's no such thing as running ACG on cycle. I'm going to prime my HPT. I'm going to prime my pituitary glands. I'm going to prime my testes. When you run ACG on cycle, you'll notice that your balls will plump up. That is true. And it's because remember what I said? It's mimicking LH in the body. So that's actually causing your pituitary glands to react. So now your pituitary glands are like, wow, I have LH. Let me plump back up. It's I'm being fed LH. That's the ACG at work. But it is doing nothing for your pituitary glands except signaling to them to stop producing LH. So what happens is, if you take ACG on cycle, you'll notice your balls plump, but that's not going to help you once you get to PCT. It's just going to delay recovery. So you want to basically stay, get the fuck out of, out, of, out of the train's way. You don't want to stand in the train's way going forward. So do not use ACG in PCT. If you want to keep your balls plump, you can run it on cycle if that's important to you. Otherwise... Absolutely no. I mean, if you're a stripper or something, I don't know if you work as an as a male escort or something and you've got to have plump balls, then ACG is wonderful on cycle. But I'm just saying it's not going to help you recover. It's going to hurt your recovery in the process. Mobster.
this comes up from time to time, Stephen. I'm kind of fascinated in a perverse kind of way why why people sort of talk about this, and I think there's a couple of reasons. Uh, we've had a, a, a bunch of posts on the forums, which they 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 are coming from gay guys. They're coming from from guys with uh, male partners, and they specifically say, and occasionally this we occasionally it's mixed partners too. Uh, my partner, my boyfriend, my girlfriend has made a comment. I think they've even, to, to use a English phrase, taken the piss. They've giggled at the size of my testicles. I think that's some kind of relationship you've got there, people, where the person is literally laughing at the size of your balls. Uh, and it kind of indicates a couple of things to me. You've kind of got a shitty relationship because if they're taking a the piss out of your sex organs, maybe you need a different kind of relationship. There's also the element of, and I think this sometimes is the case here, Steve, they haven't told their partner that they're on anabolic steroids and therefore this kind of muscular body, which they like, is kind of disrupted by the fact that they, they oh, well, I've been handling your testicles and they've got smaller. What's going on? And you haven't told them that you're on anabolic steroids. You haven't told them. So it's kind of weird. The other thing for me is this, Steve, is quite simple. I understand the nature of what's going to happen to my body when I'm taking uh, testosterone in all its forms. If I take testosterone, my balls shrink, then so providing I do a PCT, which we're going to get into, and uh, I have long enough time off between cycle, my body has always recovered. With, to put it crudely, guys, and it's one of those, do I need to know about mobster's bollocks, his testicles, his balls, that mine have always been around the size of a, 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 a medium-sized egg. Not a large egg. I'm not going to make silly comments about how big my bollocks are, but basically they will shrink a little bit on cycle, but they've never shrunk down to nothing, to the size of raisins that we sometimes hear people saying. Equally, they've never been the size of coconuts. They're kind of normal size, and they shrink down a little bit. And possibly the reason for that is I've never done crazy amount of steroids. I've always tried to, in the majority of cases when I've used a cycle, to have plenty of time off in between. I've, I've argued this before. With one or two exceptions, I have the vast majority of the year off between one cycle and the next. I think even, even if they're relatively close together, it's one cycle one year and one cycle the next year, which still means I'm having something like 36 to 40 weeks between cycles. And so my body should recover. Even as an older person, suddenly another couple of years, Stephen, I'll be 60, my balls have recovered to the size and again the size doesn't really mean anything steve is what so much hormones you know can i get an erection can i still have sex if i could do that with small testicles so it's kind of a weird thing that people get into it's just on an indicator and in other words it's an indicator that you recovered from your cycle because your bollocks your balls have gone back to their normal size so uh, again that, that, guys i think sometimes we tie up you know a woman's worth is not in the size of a breast a man's worth is not in the size of his penis or the size of his testicles you can have a really small bleeding uh, meat and two veg steve and be the greatest medical scientist known to mankind and save millions of people so guys don't overemphasize this thing but yes it's an indicator of your health of your hepta recovering of you getting better recovering after a cycle so what about what can we do on cycle to help now, uh, we talk about what Steve calls herbals, a particular product that we used to recommend. Well, I'm not going to name right now. But essentially, we can use testosterone boosters on cycle, uh, not necessarily for the fact that you're, 
your body's still going to be suppressed. You're not, even with a testosterone booster, going to make more testosterone of your own. That's not going to happen. Your body's got no need, reason to do it. But what you are also looking at is your organ health, the other hormones being produced and the organs that produce those, the glands that produce in those. And basically, like Steve says, when he uses a train analogy, what we call a soft landing, you're getting your body ready to recover. You are maintaining as much as possible the other hormonal health, the glandular health, to as high and on cycle, because it's always going to be slightly affected anyway, regardless of what we do, but as high as possible healthy level so that the moment the, the, the last bit of testosterone that we injected or the last pill that we inject swallowed is being digested, when that hormone is finally starting to filter out of our system, our body's ready, then and there, as healthy as possible, glandular, organ, etc., as ready as possible, as healthy as possible to go back to normal. So we can do that kind of stuff. Talk about specifics here, Steve, in terms of the hormones and especially the herbals, et cetera, that help with these things. Yeah, you got the Fedosia, the Tribulus, the Fenugreek, the Makuna Perunis, you know, all these herbals that are that are sold out there that really, really help. They help you feel good. They help support your HBTA. Um, they even work really well because on cycle, you can use them. They can boost your libido on cycle. They can boost your erections and all that good stuff. But they can also help balance your estrogen and balance your cholesterol too. So they have a lot of benefits. Obviously too, support supplements can help with your liver, your kidneys, your heart condition can help you sleep better at night. So there's a lot of different ways you can kind of help this. Now, overall, in terms of your HBTA, the best thing you can do is what I said earlier is Short cycles, cut it off at 10 weeks, 12 weeks max, but I even prefer 10 weeks. I don't care if you're leaving, leaving gains on the table because long-term you'll have more gains if you can have a, a healthy HBTA, but also taking a long time off in between cycles. Back in the day, they used to say time on, time off. So if you went on 12 weeks, you have to come off 12 weeks. I say it's two times time off. Yeah. So if you do a 10 or 12 week cycle, you need to come off 20 to 24 weeks. And that's yeah. the best way to do it. And you need to do blood work before cycle to establish a baseline. And then after your PCT is over, wait about four or five weeks, then run blood work and see where you're at. You'll notice your body's probably still going to be in a recovery phase, which is normal. So you, you want to give it as much time as you can in between. The problem becomes if you want to fry your HBTA quick, let's say you want to go on TRT, but your doctor said, no, your, your, your testosterone is still, still strong. Okay. And you want to be a banshee. And you want to be crazy and you're like, you know what? Let me just fry my HPTA. The best way to do it is to run a steroid cycle, come off for a couple of weeks, then jump back on a steroid cycle, come off for a couple of weeks, jump back on a steroid cycle. Keep doing that. And I promise you, you will burn out your HPTA in no time. That is the that is the number one way to do it. We see that all the time with guys. They'll run like three, four cycles a year, which is way too much. And your HPTA doesn't have a chance to come back. So if your HPTA doesn't fully come back, then and then you jump back on cycle, you're weakening it each time you do that to the point where it just won't won't function properly anymore. And then you go back to the doctor, he runs blood work, and he's like, oh, your test levels are, are, are that of a 70-year-old man. Okay, yeah, I can write you a script for TRT now. So 
you know, that would be a way, a way to do it. But I don't recommend doing it. Look, it's like having a money tree in your backyard. You harvest all the money off the money tree where there's none left and it can't produce anymore. Do you cut it? Do you cut it down to take all the money or do you slowly take some money off the tree, but leave the tree trunk and leave it healthy so that it can keep producing more money for life? I mean, mobster and I, we're not on TRT and we're, we're, I'm in my forties. He's in his fifties. We have done it properly. We've cycled on and cycled off properly. We started later in life using steroids, but if you start at 20 years old and you run Three, ster three steroid cycles a year up until you're 30, and then you run blood work, I guarantee you your HPTA is going to be fried. So that's the best way to keep a healthy HPTA long-term is the keep your cycle shorter and come off for a long time. So Mobster, final thoughts and take us a disclaimer. So this applies whether you're on anabolic steroids and coming off into a BCT or off cycle or, or even just as a way of uh, boosting your HBTA health. And it comes down to this, Steve. It's a healthy lifestyle, not abusing uh, recreational drugs, not drinking too much, getting your sleep at night, and a healthy diet. There's an awful lot of people we see on... I, I, I replied to a question like this this morning, Steve. Uh, I'm crazily stressed at the moment. Things going on in my life. You know, I've got two mortgages. I've got this, that... Well, motherfucker, you know, you've made those choices. And so if you make those choices not to have... 47 children not to you know buy a home and a holiday home not to work two shifts every single day you know sometimes these things are forced upon you but as often or not they come down to choices and that same applies to diet and your healthy lifestyle guys you will suppress your system if you're up late every night if you're playing games to three o'clock in the morning if you're only getting four hours sleep and you should be getting eight you will suppress your system and the same applies to recovery if your diet is poor you will suppress your system and, again, recovery after a cycle if you carry on doing crazy amounts of training. Sometimes you have to ease off the gas in that regard and then build back up again. That works. It works for the steroids and it works for you. So make sure that your lifestyle after a cycle or just even if you don't use PDs is as healthy as possible, allows for recovery, that you get plenty of sleep, that you have the least amount of stress. Everybody's got a little bit. And we kind of seem to be taking on more. Life should be easier with the, the stuff that we've got. We've sometimes to be more stressed. We're stressed by the things in the media. Just, just simplify your life. Make sure your diet's good. Make sure your sleep's good. And ease off the gas with training and stuff like that from time to time. Give yourself a break. Try and get time away. Try not to have to have a couple of weeks a year when you're not pounding like crazy in the gym. And that will help natural production of testosterone but it will especially help if you do exactly those things after a cycle. Being as healthy as possible will help you recover and will help your testosterone levels and your HPTA get back to normal quicker than if you don't. Please note we're not doctors and the opinions on these shows are ours. It's our view and it's based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.